What a blessing. Without the sacrifice of our Savior, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And without Christ's sacrificial blood for us, and it not only just the sacrifice, it has to be applied. And it's got to be applied to our account. Uh, and so if you, you've not accepted Christ as your personal Savior, his gift is a gift for the whole world. It's just not yours yet. You've got to receive it. And so what a blessing. Thank you for that, that message in music this morning. Uh, here as we are looking at our theme for the year, uh, and uh, so thankful for what God is doing more in 24. And as we look at January, uh, we're finishing up this month, and uh, the focus this month is on Scripture, the Word of God. You know, the Word of God has purpose for us. There's purpose for God's Word in our life. It's not just something that He has given. He gave it for a purpose. You know, parents, we've, we've all said it. Are you listening to me? Did you just hear what I said? Oh, no, that's our wives, talk, the wives talking to the husbands. Did you just hear what I said? Uh, yeah, I heard white noise. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was brave enough to say it. You weren't even brave enough to laugh, all right? Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, sometimes you just, you're not paying attention. And, uh, and God didn't give his word just to give it. He had a plan. There's a purpose for him giving his word. And tonight, or this morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, the purpose of Scripture. The purpose of Scripture. And when we say, say this, this just seems like, oh, this is, a, this is easy. I mean, as a believer, I, I know there's a purpose for Scripture. But we have to be the ones to allow that Scripture to have a place in our life. How many Bibles do we have? And out of all the Bibles that we have and all of the apps that we have and all of the technology that we have available to us, are we really allowing the purpose of God's word to impact our life? Now, as believers, this is foundational. This is foundational. We have got to get a hold of the importance of God's word and our life. So the purpose of scripture. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for these who are here. And may all of us, myself included, I need to grow. I need to have better understanding. I need to be more sensitive to your leading through your word. And so I pray that that would be the case for each one this morning. Uh, may you work in all of our lives. Help us, grow us, lead us, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So what is the purpose of God's word? First of all, I want you to see clarity uh, of God's word. Uh, let's back up, though. I want to go back through those text verses 
Psalm 19, uh, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the the eyes. Uh, The fear of the Lord is clean, uh, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. So what we find is there are different aspects of God's word that he gives us to guide us in life. Uh, But look at verse number uh, seven. You have law, you have testimony, verse eight. We have statutes, uh, we have commandments. Uh, Then we see the fear of the Lord. Uh, We see the judgments of the Lord in verse number nine. And all of these different terms are all referring to God's word. Uh, And with those, Uh, these terms referring to God's word. Unfortunately, too many people will look at verse number eight there and say the commandment of the Lord is perfect. And the only thing that they are going to allow to impact their life are the commandments of God, not all of the statutes, the judgments, the principles, the testimonies. You get what I'm saying? God's word isn't just a list of thou shalts and thou shalt nots. It is a book that is full of wisdom. It is full of judgments. It is full of examples. The testament, all of these things are here to help us guide our life so we can be the person that God would want us to be. And so we look at this, the purposes of scripture. So first of all, I want you to see the clarity uh, of revelation of God's word. Uh, Romans, uh, Romans 1.20, for the invisible things of him, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. What do we find here is God's word is there to, to, to show us who God is. It reveals to us who God is. It, it helps us. Uh, God, uh, who God is. It is God's revelation to man. Uh, we look at the scriptures and we say that the revelation is closed. What are we saying? The revealing of God's word. Uh, it has come to a close. The canon has finished. There is no more that is going to be given. Uh, God's word is complete. And so he gives this to us. And what happens is now uh, this allows us to learn who God is. Uh, it is. It is how we get to know God. Uh, when I first got saved, I didn't know anything about God. I remember as a kid, uh, I always believed that God existed, but I, but I wasn't a believer. We didn't go to church. And I, I remember uh, being out on the baseball field, looking up and thinking, well, God, if you're here, help us to win this baseball game. I remember praying prayers like that, uh, but I didn't know anything about who God was. I didn't know what God wanted. I didn't know how he wanted me to live. Uh, I had no understanding of who he was. Uh, How do we learn that? We learn that through God's word. 
We learn about God through his word. We learn how he reveals him, how he has revealed himself. Now, God has revealed himself uh, to us through his creation. He has revealed himself uh, through his word. He reveals himself uh, through his son. Uh, and so, uh, God, the creator, uh, it, the Bible shows us who God is. And so, uh, so very important for us to see that. Now, uh, God reveals himself not only that in these ways with his son, his word, and his uh, creation, he has also revealed it to, uh, he has revealed himself on the tables of our heart. Go to Romans chapter 2. I want you to see these verses and, and grab a hold of the importance of how God ha- has done so much to try to get our attention. God himself has worked to get our attention. If you're saved here this morning, you're not saved because you just made good decisions. If you're here this morning and you're saved, you're not saved just because you had a family that took you to church and you grew up in church. Though those are ways that help. It is God that brings salvation into the life of anybody that is saved. It is God. It's the work of God that brings about salvation. But Romans chapter 2, verse 12 the Bible has, says, For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. As many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by, what's that next word? Nature. Now, he's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews were the chosen people of God. God had revealed himself to the Jews uh, through his word, through his son, but he has, also, uh, he has also worked in the lives of the Gentiles as well. Uh, and so he said, uh, when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law. What's that next phrase? Written in their hearts. You know who has written it in the tables of man's heart? God. There is, there is written in the tables of man's heart that there is a God It has been written on the tables of man's heart that there is a divine judge, a divine law, and everyone will be under that law and that lawgiver. God has done that. That's how God reveals himself to us. I remember uh, just, just as a new believer and coming to church and hearing the preacher preach and the Holy Spirit of God. When you get saved, the Spirit of God moves into the heart of the, uh, the believer. And there is one who is now there to convict us and to convince us uh, of truth and righteousness. And what I found was as the preacher was preaching, the Holy Spirit inside my me was saying that's right that's right 
It was an affirmation. God inside was telling me that what that pastor was preaching from his word was validated. Uh, it wasn't something that I had to, to, to grab a hold of and try to study it out and to, uh, to uh, do all the research. There was a spirit of God that moves in the heart of the believer uh, to let us know when something is true. And, uh, and he would do that. Uh, so we see how uh, the clarity, God reveals himself. Uh, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. John 1, 14, and the Word uh, became flesh and dwelt among us. And, uh, we rece- and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We just see how the clarity of God's Word, it reveals God to us. So for a believer, we, we need that. We need the clarity. We need to have something that we can go to for, to base our belief on. So it brings clarity of the clarity of scripture. We see the conversion. What's the purpose of scripture? To bring clarity of who God is. What is the purpose of scripture? To bring salvation, conversion, Conversion. Second Timothy 3, uh, verse 15 and 16. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. God wants us to know how to be saved. Are you saved this morning? Do you know that you're saved? Uh, Miss Trish, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, she had religion, but she did not have salvation. And she had knowledge of God, but she was not saved. And just a few weeks ago, she accepted Christ as her personal Savior. What a blessing. Uh, And you know what that tells me? If somebody as sweet as Miss Trish had that, there are other, some of, some other ones that aren't quite as sweet that are, that are dealing with that. Uh, And just kidding. But uh, this morning, she's going to get baptized or today. Today she's going to get baptized. Uh, we, we look at what God does. Uh, God's word brings conversion. It brings about conversion. The, God, the Bible says that the, 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 the God hath chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now, why would they need to get saved if they believe? The Bible says that the devils believe and tremble. Just because we believe in God does not mean that we are saved. There has to be a time where we understand that we are a sinner. We have sinned against a holy God and we are in need of a savior. We cannot save ourselves. There is no good deed that we can do. There is, we cannot do enough good. We cannot get baptized enough times. We can't put enough money in an offering plate. There is nothing good that we can do to merit salvation. It is only in Jesus Christ. And you know what God's word does? God's word brings conversion. It causes us to understand the need for a Savior. And if you're here this morning and you're not saved, that's what, that's what you need. You need the Lord to be your Savior. Uh, you need to accept Him. Uh, we, all through Scripture, we see people uh, that, that have gotten saved. We see, uh, the, uh, we see the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, verse 29. I'm going to read you a few verses here. 
The Bible says, then, then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Skip down to verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. If anybody's going to get saved, it's going to be through Jesus. It's not through a church. It's not through any action. It's through Christ. Uh, and they went on their way, and they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he, said, he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What do we find here? We find that this person that had accepted Jesus Christ, he believed. Now he understood that there was a need for baptism. He asked the, he asked the preacher, he said, well, what's going to stop me from getting baptized? He said, if you don't believe, you can't get baptized. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He put his faith in Christ, and then the next step is baptism. If you've been saved and you've not been been baptized since you've been saved, you need to get baptized. I've had people tell me, well, pastor, I've already, I got baptized as a child, or I got baptized as an infant. No, you got wet. Because baptism is the first step of obedience after salvation. How many of you got baptized before you got saved? I did. And then after salvation, then I realized my need for getting baptized and I followed the Lord. If I take my wedding ring off, I am still married. That relationship is still there. Salvation is a relationship. Baptism is a way not only of obedience. I put this on because my wife wife told me to. Uh, no, uh, it's a, I, I wear it to show others that I have a relationship, and I got baptized to show others that I have Christ in my heart. I've accepted Him as my Savior, and it's the first step of obedience. If we can't get that right, we're not going to probably get the other things right. It is, it is a stumbling block. So many people want, well, I want to learn my I want to grow more. I want to understand more. If we're going to be disobedient here, we're not going to follow and be obedient anywhere else. So uh, we see people getting saved in, in the scriptures. Uh, it brings about conversion. Uh, it, it brings about a place where people make a decision. You think about uh, King Agrippa uh, in, uh, uh, in Acts, and we find the Apostle Paul witnessing to Agrippa, and he, he comes back and he tells Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. He was confronted with salvation, but he chose not to be converted. He made a decision to reject the information, reject the Savior, And you know what? The scripture causes us to have to make a decision. Which way are we going to go? Am I going to choose Christ or am I going to reject him? And so uh, John 20, 31, but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. It's 
conversion. The purpose of God's word, clarity of who God is. Uh, we see secondly that there is conversion uh, and we see people saved. Uh, thirdly, we see conviction. Conviction. God's word brings conviction. Before I got saved, I would do things and it didn't even bother me at all. I got saved and all of a sudden, I was being convicted. There was, all of a sudden now I understood, hey, I shouldn't do this. I didn't know why I shouldn't do this. But there was the Holy Spirit of God inside my soul just convicting me. Pastor, I don't have that. You need to check out your salvation. So I've been in church my whole life. I'm a leader in the church. I teach a class. If you do not have the Spirit of God inside you, then there is no salvation. Hey, Pastor, are you trying to scare us all? No, I'm just telling you God's Word brings conviction. The Spirit of God dwelling inside the believer brings conviction. You know how I know I'm saved? You know what the main thing that showed me that I was a child of God? Conviction. (laughs) You know why? I was doing things that I shouldn't be doing and all of a sudden the Spirit of God just kept after me and kept after me uh, to make changes, to reveal things that were were in my life that should not be. Uh, And so uh, conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, If you can go through life and the Spirit of God is not convicting you, either your heart has been seared Or you're unsaved. And if you're unsaved, you need to get saved. Say, what will people say? What will people think? They'll think, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I mean, I don't want... I don't want anyone. It should be, if somebody is doubting their salvation, uh, they should be as comfortable among the believers of getting that settled uh, because it is something that we we would desire for anybody to have. I want want you to have the same confidence that I have, that uh, that you're a Christian, uh, just like I have that I am, that I am a child of God. Uh, We see the conviction of sin, Hebrews uh, 4, verse 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Not only does the Holy Spirit convict us of outward sin, he also divides our thoughts. He also helps us understand what is true and right. He also convicts when our motives are not right. Spirit of God works, the word of God. God uses the word of God. Uh, he, said, he said that it is given uh, by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? Because God uses his word to help us to be conformed to the image of his son. None of us have arrived. Amen. 
We, we are, this is a journey. This journey of faith is a journey where we are endeavoring to be more like our Savior, to be where God would want us to be. Uh, and so we see that. We see that conviction. There's clarity. There's conversion. There's conviction. What's the purpose of God? Uh, God's word? Correction. Correction. How many of you like being corrected? How many of you are married? <laughs> uh, you, you're driving along. Oh, you just, you just missed your turn. <laughs> no, uh, correction. I get that all the time. Uh, but uh, anyway, correction. Uh, God's word, he corrects us. You know why? Because we, we go a wrong direction. We need that correction. You know, we, we correct the children. You know why? Because we love them. It's not because you're trying to control them. You don't want them to, to make bad decisions that are going to hurt them. And that correction, that it comes. It is, it's an asset to help. And God's word, uh, it brings correction. Uh, Psalm 19, verse 11. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. Warned. God's word gives us instruction to warn us of things that are destructive and are going to hurt us. It goes on. And in keeping them, there is great reward. There is blessing from following God's word. There are blessings that come. And those that have, have experienced God's blessings by just doing what God says, uh, we, we see that it works. Whether we like it or not, whether we understand it or not, uh, but we need to just realize that uh, there is blessings. There's great reward. Uh, Psalm 19, verse 12, who can understand his heirs? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. God's word helps us uh, from making bad decisions. And so we see the purpose of God's word. It brings clarity. It brings conversion. It brings uh, conviction. It brings correction. It brings counsel. It brings counsel. God's, God gave his word to give us counsel so we can know which way to go. We, we look at uh, some very familiar passages, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, this passage right here, Psalm 1, uh, uh, Psalm 1, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, there are some passages of Scripture that you could just uh, allow them to guide the, your entire life. This is one of those passages. He says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now, how are you going to trust him if we don't know him? You can't trust God and his word and what he says if we don't know what he says. He says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. That acknowledging God, what are you saying? In all thy ways, acknowledge God as being God in that area of your life. And when we let God be God in our life, then I'm gonna follow him in that area. When I am directly disobedient to an area in my life and I'm not following God, what God wants me to know, what God has clarified in his word, then I am not acknowledging God in that area of my life. 
And I am then going to lean to my own, own understanding. And so uh, it brings counsel, uh, God's word. It brings clarity, conversion, conviction, correction. It brings counsel. It brings communion. Communion. It brings relationship with God. Isn't that what we want? We want that relationship not to be distant. I want there to be a closeness in my relationship with God. I don't want that, I don't want that relationship to be strained. And when I am following God's word, then there's that communion that is there. In a relationship, there are people maybe we've had arguments with, maybe there has been disagreements. And then you get together and there is that uncomfortable quiet. There is that strained relationship. That should not be the type of relationship we have with God. There should be a relationship that is very open. A relationship that is very sweet. A relationship where you can enjoy the presence of one another. And I think that's God's plan. He is our heavenly father. And with that, if he's our heavenly father, we are his children, God's children. We don't want there to be a strained relationship there. And God's, God's word, it helps there to be communion. Uh, Psalm 1, uh, verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. What is he talking about? He's talking about the ways of God, the words of God, the expressions of God to us. And when we meditate in them and we are not fighting against them, then now there can be that communion that God wants there to be in our life. Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. You know, salvation brings peace with God. Obedience brings peace with God. And that's what God's word, there's a purpose. But if it's only going to be something that we carry around, if it's only something that we acknowledge occasionally in our life, then the purpose isn't being fulfilled in our lives. We, will, we need to make sure that God's purposes are, are working in our life. So we see that clarity, the conversion, the conviction, uh, the correction, the counsel, the communion. And lastly, giving you a little bit of hope here. Lastly, we see comfort. There's comfort. As God's child, we can have comfort. 
Uh, Daniel and I were talking about that between service this morning, uh, between Sunday school and and main service. Uh, Because we are a child of God, there can be comfort. Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, And what do we find here? Uh, We find that God gives us instruction so we can have that comfort. But without his word, how would we know that? Without his word telling us that we have the opportunity to come to him uh, and, and to seek that comfort and to, to, to get his help, we would just be out there trying to do what we can do with no idea whether we were succeeding or not, whether we were following what he wanted or not. God's word, there's a purpose, the purpose of scripture. Now, if you're saved this morning, As a believer, God's word should be working in our life. There should be a submissiveness to what God says in his word and an action to follow that submission. We should be doing what he would want us to do. And so these areas, uh, they, they help us to understand what God's plan is for our life. You know, we only have now. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. And so let's not waste the time that God has given to us. Let's allow his word to guide us so we can live the way that he would want us to live and to be the person he wants us to be. And in doing so, we will get to enjoy the blessings that God has for his children. Father, I pray that you'd